Greetings, friends, and welcome to this week's audio musing. My name is Darian Duckworth, and I'm so glad you're here. For nearly a decade now, I have found great joy in writing mostly weekly blog posts on all of the good things God is revealing in our world today. This weekly podcast is simply a reading of that post, an audio version of the written musing. I currently serve as a United Methodist pastor in Mississippi and hold a doctorate in end-of-life care. My ministerial passion is companioning individuals and congregations in grief, death, and dying. The views expressed are mine alone and not those of my employer or denomination. My hope is that this somewhat weekly reflection will give you permission to pause and reflect on God's goodness for a few moments, to hear His voice, and perhaps see Him at work in a new way. Let's jump right in to this week's post. The Five Ladies I used to laugh at my grandparents when they would get their daily newspaper and turn immediately to the obituary section. Now, they would be laughing at me if they saw how many funeral homes are bookmarked on my computer. One of the toughest parts of ministry in the local church, especially in an itinerant system like we have in the United Methodist denomination, is that when you say goodbye to a congregation to move elsewhere, there are some folks you know you likely won't see again this side of heaven. In both moves that I've made to new appointments, I was especially grateful for a liturgy in our book of worship that provided me with words when I didn't know what to say, how to express the mixture of feelings I was experiencing. I was especially grateful for this particular part, even though I struggled to say it both times. That part is, I release you from turning to me and depending on me. Release meant trusting the care of these folks I loved, not only to their incoming pastor, but also to the eternal care of God's almighty hand. Even though I am rarely able to return to past homes for funerals, I do keep up with obituaries. No matter how much time passes, seeing a familiar name in the obituary section that has entered the church triumphant always makes me sigh in a combination of mourning for the loss and rejoicing in their lives. In the past couple of years, four women from a church in my last appointment have passed away. They were all in their 80s and 90s, were members of the same Sunday school class, had lived long and beautiful lives. I distinctly remember all of them, along with another dear lady who is still living. On the Sunday I announced it was time for me to move. There are few things weirder in a pastor's world than the handshake line after announcing plans for your departure after the worship service. The five ladies waited their turns as I cried and apologized and pretty much processed my own grief with all the patient, lovely people leaving the service. All five women were small in stature, and each one had something to say as they surrounded me in a a semicircle. I'll identify them not by name, but by something they gave me as gifts during my time with them. Number one, squash casserole lady. She said, Well, I thought you'd at least wait until after I died to leave. Number two, the flower lady. Let me describe what she looked like that day. She had her hands on her hips, her elbows were out, and her brow was furrowed as she said, No, 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 you can't go. We won't let you. Number three, fruit basket lady. In a high-pitched voice with her hands flailing like her hair, I don't like change. I don't like change. Number four, lasagna lady. In a matter-of-fact but sweet voice and shrugging her shoulders, if God says go, you gotta go. 
Do what God tells you to do. Number five, scarf and hat lady. With her head down, almost whispering, I understand, but I don't want you to go. I am happy for you, but it makes me so sad. I remember being equally amused and amazed by these five distinct responses to change in the life of a church. We were all starting to release each other in that moment, even if we had different timetables and expressions of the release. A few months later, as we sang the hymn of invitation in my last service as their pastor, the five ladies made their way down the front with the rest of their Sunday school class. They slowly knelt at the chancel rail and bowed their heads in prayer. Only God knows the prayers that each offered that day, but I am thankful to have been witness to them. For the four women who have moved on to glory, most likely at each of their gravesides as United Methodists, this scripture was probably read. Unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. John 12:24. When I think of those small grains of wheat, I think of saints like the five ladies, small in stature, but rich in the fruit of the Spirit they bore. And even when we have to release beloved ones like them from this life, we know the goodbye is not forever in Christ Jesus. May we strive to live in a way that bears fruit, daily dying to self, so that Christ might be manifest in us from now until our days on earth are accomplished too. Thank you so much for listening to God with me today. To read today's and other musings, learn about Christian yoga, and find resources on grief and hope, and much more, visit my website, www.darianduckworth.com. A link is in the show notes, along with a song selection to accompany the musing. And today's musical accompaniment is by a group called Loud Harp, and the song is titled No Distance Anymore. I recently discovered this group and really enjoy their work, and I hope that you will as well. And speaking of music, a special thanks to Julius H. at Pixabay for the lovely music we are able to use on the podcast. You can listen to Julius's original compositions at the link in the show notes. I look forward to visiting with you again next week. And until then, all good things to each of you.